Welcome to Kingdom Business News and Interviews with Essence E, where there is inspiration in every interview and hope in every topic. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to my show. I'm your host, SSE, and I pray everyone is having a beautiful day out there today. I pray you guys are pushing forward and fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. So today, the topic of our show is called The Pressure of the Mark. So go grab something to eat or to drink and go grab those Bibles, and let's dive into this topic. So I'm going to be reading from the book, after the Rapture, an End Times Guide to Survival, and it's by Dr. David Jeremiah. I suggest this book for anyone who wants to know more about the end times and who may be having a difficult time really understanding the revelation all the way, the last book of the Bible, because he breaks things down so beautifully. And I suggest this book for anyone. You can find it on Amazon. And I believe it's $10 and some change, and it really is worth the read. So I suggest this book to anyone. So we're going to be discussing about the mark and the pressure that people will be in under during the end times to get this mark. You see, when Jesus comes back for his people, there will be a man of sin. And unless you take this mark, you will not be able to buy or to sell. I know we talk about the rapture a lot and about the Antichrist and things like that. And we mentioned the mark, but not as much, I believe, as we should. Because the, like, the enemy likes to imitate God. And in doing so, you know, there will be the man of sin who's going who's gonna to be pretending like he's God when he's really not. And this mark, like, you know how for us Christians who have the Holy Spirit and Jesus living within them, that mark is going to be his, but like that, he's trying to be Jesus and have his own, you know, his own version of the Holy Spirit. But that mark is a representation of eternal damnation and separation from the Lord. So I want to read in this book about the pressure of the mark, and I just hope you guys really get something from this book. So it says, the form and nature of the mark remains a mystery until it is actually implemented at the midpoint of the seven-year tribulation. But there is no mystery about the future of those who accept the mark. As long as the Antichrist maintains control, all will be well with those who accept it, but their time of prosperity will be short. 
followed swiftly by the inevitable judgment of God. If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or in his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb, and the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. You will find that in Revelation 14, 9 through 11. Followers of Christ who refuse the mark experience a complete inversion of the faith of those who receive it. While the Antichrist maintains control, they experience deadly persecution and martyrdom. But after that, John told us in Revelation 20 and 4, And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God who had not worshipped the beast nor his image and had not received his mark on their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Followers of, of Jesus who reject the mark will be acting on the admonition of Christ, who said, And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. I pray that you can take comfort from the fact that believers have courageously suffered for their faith throughout history. What is happening to you is nothing new, but it is unparalleled in its scope and severity. The Roman emperors Nero and Dominician executed countless Christians who refused to renounce, who, who refused to renounce their faith. The second-century Christian bishop Polycarp was burned at the stake for refusing to bow to Caesar. Roman Christians were fed to lions. Christians in medieval Spain suffered the Inquisition. Many Protestants of the Reformation era were massacred or exiled. 20th, 20th, 20th century Christians in communist Russia endured Siberia as slave labor camps. Even the enlightened 21st century before the tribulation began, there was an alarming increase of Christian persecution and martyrdom throughout the world. I hope you can see that you stand at the end of a long line of those who have suffered and died for their faith in Jesus Christ. You are not alone. Jesus foresaw the terrible suffering of the tribulation period with you in mind. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations by my, for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. You can find that in Matthew 24, 9 through 10. The book of Revelation presents the tribulation period as a time when every faithful Christian must stare martyrdom in the face. As Bible scholar Richard Balcom explains, it is not a literal prediction that every faithful Christian will in fact be put to death, but it does require that every faithful Christian must be prepared to die. Tip tragically, martyrdom is now an everyday occurrence, and my heart breaks for you. 
If you have trusted Jesus and stand for him, your fellow believers, friends, and those you attend church with are suffering daunting persecution. Yet even in the face of certain death, you are witnessing other believers proclaiming that they love God more than their own lives. Speaking of believers during this time, scripture says they did not love their lives to death. I pray that God will give you the boldness and courage to follow in their footsteps and that you are willing to remain loyal to him even in the face of death. We find an inspiring example of the attitude of martyrs in a famous incident involving three young godly Jewish men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. During Judah's Babylonian captivity, when told they must either bow to the king's golden image or be cast into the furnace of fire, their response was unequivocal. If that is the case, if that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. You face a colossal choice. You must choose. There's no getting around this. Will you follow Christ and be marked as God's own in your heart and in your actions? Or will you be marked as Satan's own? Will you stand for Christ, his son, his son, no matter the personal cost? Or will you fall for the Antichrist? Will you take the mark or trust the Messiah? Will you endure any hardship or persecution for his sake? When you are forced to choose between standing with God by rejecting the mark or taking it to ensure the immediate safety and security of your family, which will you choose? Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you must refuse the safe and easy path and choose to stand for God rather than to bow down to evil. It is not easy. It never has been. But God has not changed. The God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is your God. If you have trusted in Jesus Christ, he will stand by your side, just as he stood with them in the fire. I want to encourage you to obey God no matter what, and leave the results and outcomes with him. Daniel, whom I have referred to many times in this book, defied a king's command that no one pray to anyone but him for 30 days. For his disobedience to the king, Daniel was thrown into a den of lions, where he was supernaturally protected by God from harm. Of course, Daniel had no idea that God would step in to supernaturally deliver him. He was ready to be eaten by lions rather than compromise his allegiance to the one true God. In your present crisis, be a Daniel. Obey God. He may choose to he may choose to deliver you supernaturally or may choose to allow you to be martyred to usher you into his presence. Either way, you win, and either way, God wins. We often tend to make right choices much too complex. When the outcome seems doubtful or ominous, we want to hold off the decision while we weigh all the factors, examine all the new, the nuances, and consider all the outcomes. But in essence, almost all moral decisions are starkly simple. Either we stand for God or we fall for Satan. 
whether the result will be inconvenient or painful or even fatal, should never be a factor. The only decision to be made is whether you are on God's side, which means you follow him regardless of the cost. Taking God's side will bring down the wrath of Satan and the Antichrist, but will also call down the grace and mercy of God. No matter what happens, remember God loves you, and he will give you the grace and grit to face the wrath of the Antichrist, as he has done for a host of faithful marchers down through the centuries. The monumental decision to reject the Antichrist and receive Christ certainly means repression and loss of freedom. It probably probably means death, even by beheading. But remember, that is how John the Baptist and the Apostle Paul died. However, if you stand tall and true to God, while others are taking the mark and bowing to the bowing to the image you can rely on his promise that you will ultimately ultimately reign with him cling to him and that hope whatever it costs you to follow him will be worth it whatever you lose in this life will pale in comparison to what you will receive in the life to come as you stare suffering and persecution in the face pastor tim chester reminds you your suffering and your shame are for a moment. Your reward is forever. The area in which you now live is for a moment, but the location where you spend eternity is forever. Temptations are for a moment. Hell is forever. Your home now is for a moment. Your home in your heavenly father's house is forever. John Hooper was persecuted and faced martyrdom at the hands of Mary Tudor, known as Bloody Mary. He was urged by a friend to renounce his faith in Christ. His friend said, life is sweet, death is bitter. Hooper replied, eternal life is more sweet, eternal death is more bitter. Let those words echo in your heart as you face the fury of the Antichrist. Diedrich Bonhoeffer, who was killed by the Nazis, preached a sermon based on Revelation 14 titled, Learning to Die. In the sermon, he said, do not fear the coming day. Do not fear other people. Do not fear power or might, even if they are able to deprive you of property and life. Do not fear the great ones of this world. Do not even fear yourselves. Bonhoeffer urged his listeners to cling to Jesus to the very end. He closed his message with these words, to die in Christ that this be granted us that our last hour be not a weak hour that we die as confessors of christ whether old or young whether quickly or after long suffering whether seized and laid hold of the lord of uh and laid hold of by the lord of babylon that is our prayer today that our last word might only be christ that's my prayer for you that your last hour may not be a weak hour that your last word only be christ then i heard a loud voice saying in heaven now salvation is strength and the kingdom of our god and the power of his christ have come and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to death that's in revelation 12 10 through 11 my prayer for you father your children need your help like never before 
the choice they face is crushing facing hunger and ultimately death is overwhelming for them but even more so for the loved ones they love make yourself more real to them than anything in this world continue to open their eyes to all deceptions swirling around them and allow them to and don't allow them to be sucked in help them to be help them to see the unseen and the internal like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, help them to stand firm, whatever the cost. Give them the strength to face whatever comes, knowing they have an eternal inheritance that can never fade away. Amen. So I hope you guys enjoyed the pa- the passages from this book. And he wrote this book for people who will who will be left behind in the end times, but it's also to give a fair warning to us now. Accept Jesus Christ now. Accept him now. You don't have to go through the the tribulation. You can accept him now to avoid all of this. Accept him now. And know that he is Lord. And like I said, this is a very beautiful book. And I hope you guys go out there and purchase it. Because like I said, it breaks down the book of Revelation so beautifully. And he follows the verses to a T. And we have to remember the pressure that we face every day by all the spirits that are out there, by the people that we hang around. There are some people who will not understand your relationship with God. There are some people who will even tell you to give it up and come back to us. But remember that Jesus is real. What To give up everything now for him will be the best choice of your life. And I say that because you are gaining life. Death should not ever be feared because you have a life after this. You have a beautiful life. And just remember that death is death is not a bad thing when you're in the Lord. When you're in the Lord, you should never ever feel fear death. You should never ever fear death because you will be with him. And it says in 2 Timothy 4, Second uh, Timothy 4, 7 through 8, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. There is no fear. There should be no fear in death, but you gain life. Be afraid for those who die and who have not accepted Christ. And I encourage you today to to accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Don't wait until then. You can do it now. He's coming back really soon. But do it now. Do it now so you can be with him. You don't have to go through the tribulation. You don't have to go through all that. Accept Christ now. Accept Christ now before he comes back and it's too late. So... I just want to thank you guys for tuning into the show, but uh, first, I almost forgot, I want to read this poem that I wrote, it is called The Souls of War, and I hope you guys really get something from this poem, and it says, war surrounding the whole earth, fire, brimstone coming down from the heavens, everything's being destroyed, you can't believe what you are seeing, it's too much, your mind starts reeling. People killing and hating each other for no reason instead of following Christ because he taught us to love one another. Bodies in the streets, guns, ammo, tanks ready to devour anyone that comes because they want to serve the Savior up above. 
because they want to serve the Savior up above. They want to destroy anybody who follows Christ. They made their choice with the enemy, and now they can't stand God's light and harmony. Seeing all these tragedies of people suffering for Jesus' name, they know the truth, and they will not die in vain. Looking at the face of evil like never before, you ask the Lord, why is this happening? He answers, sin needs to be destroyed, and a new earth has to be born. Every city shattered, every tree fallen down, blood splattered all over the ground. You looked at it, you looked at it like you could hear their last sounds. You have a gun in your face and they ask you to deny Christ or they will shoot you right there. Hold on to your faith and don't be scared. As soon as the gun went off, you woke up from your sleep. It was only a dream, but doesn't mean that this won't become real. Remember one day you will have to make a choice on who you will serve, Christ or the enemy. I pray you don't fall for the devil's schemes because one day Christ will st- will shut that door and say it's too late. Accept him now for your soul's sake. So please accept Christ now with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Don't wait until it's too late. It won't be too late when the tribulation happens, but you don't want to suffer through the tribulation. Nobody wants to suffer through the tribulation. I pray that you accept Jesus Christ today. And and please go out there and get this book after the rapture. Please go and get this book. It's a really, really great book. And I suggest this book to anyone. Like I said, it's on Amazon. You can get it for $10 and some change. It's a very, very good book, and I encourage you guys to go and to read it. I really do encourage you because it's some riveting things in this book, more riveting things that that uh, that need to be read, that need to be read. I might uh, read some more on, on this show, but I just want to thank you guys for tuning into the show. I pray you got something from this, and remember... You do have a choice to be made. And I, and I want to tell people this one thing. You can't dance with God and dance with the devil at the same time. The Lord said he does not like a lukewarm person. He will spew them out of his mouth. It's either you are for God or you're for the devil. It's either you're hot or you're cold. You cannot be in between. So please accept Jesus Christ today. Accept him today and be on fire for God. Do not be in the middle. But you can't, like I said, you can't be dancing with the devil. You can't be dancing with the devil and serving God too. It does not work like that. It's either you're for God or you're not. You have to make that choice. One day you have to make that choice. And I hope, I hope for you that that choice is today, that you will come out and serving God and not serving the enemy. So thank you guys for tuning into the show. I'm going to be playing this song, and it says, it's called Heaven Waits for Me. It's from uh, Tyler Perry's play, uh, Medea's Big Happy Family. And this song, it, it gets me every time. It gives me goosebumps because, you know, she made it. She made it into, into heaven. No more pain, no more death, no more anything. So please listen to this song. It's a really great song. It's actually a really great play. If you if you want to watch it, the play is wonderful. I know it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon somewhere. Or if you have BET, BET Plus on your Amazon, go and watch that play. It's a really awesome and beautiful play.
So I just hope that this episode has encouraged each and every single one of you. And I pray, and I really do pray that you accept Christ today. Do not keep waiting. Do not keep waiting. Just do it today. Do it today. And if you have any questions for me, um, you can put them. Uh, you can put them up um, on my show. I ask a question like, "What do you think about this show?" If you want to give your opinion and weigh in, please do. Um, I appreciate that. I do answer back on there if you ever want to read it. And you know, I just hope that this episode inspires people to to not only get the get the book, but to have more of a relationship with Christ because He is coming back like a thief in the night, and we have to we have to be ready. We have to keep our eyes open. We have to keep our eyes open We and we have to watch and we have to pray. So thank you again for tuning in to this podcast. I hope you guys have a beautiful day. Remember that your purpose is always, your purpose is in Christ. Keep chasing after your purpose, no matter what people might say about you and just keep on pushing forward and not looking backwards. So please take care. I love you and God bless you all.